Greetings and citations, ladies and gentlemen. My name is James, aka the Architect, and with me as always, Jordan, aka Skull Hunter Games, aka Hatchaman for the New World Order. That's, How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, Hatchaman here, coming at you live. Um, I don't really know who he is, so I'm just gonna skip to it. We got Joseph in the house, everybody. Ah, uh, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me here. Uh, is this Hatchaman? Is he working a farm? Does he work with chicken eggs? Mm, I, you know, I make chickens happen, you know. I, I get the chickens in the farm. It's funny. And the chicken eggs. It's funny. They got eight eggs. They got to grow breasts, and they won't have kids. It's funny because I can make any Alex Jones reference, and Joseph has my back. And then it's funny because Jordan will go along with it and have no clue what's going on. Well, that's the beauty of Alex, the beauty of Alex yeah. Jones. He's just like, for, for people who are like highly focused in on him, mm -hmm. There's that. If you only understand him in passing, it's you can relate to him all the same. So Alex, Alex Jones is so hard for me because like I I I sit there and I understand, but he's just he's so out there, and I and it's fascinating, and I want to know more. And then hearing him on like Joe Rogan or his own like stuff, I'm over here losing my goddamn mind. I'm like, I don't. He was on this subject. He got corrected. And now he's so far in left field, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so he he's he's an interesting fella. I'd love to get to know him, but man, would not love to have a conversation with him. <laughs> oh, I absolutely would. I just to pick that man's brain, I would love to just see the cog wheels in his head turn. I, I just want to say that Alex Jones on Joe Rogan, to me, is podcasting Christmas. Oh, yeah. It yes. is my favorite time of year. I will sit at the couch and watch it on television. Just mm -hmm. it is such a it is such a blast to mm -hmm. although the latest one where uh they had to do the like the, the fact checking like i get it and it ended up making him look good in the long run because it turns out a lot mm -hmm. of what he was saying was accurate yeah but it really interrupted the flow mm -hmm. yeah it, it did yeah. and i that's the thing you just need to joe rogan needs to st step back to giving his uh podcast guest alcohol and weed and let everyone loosen up and just let it flow i think that's when it's the best you know yeah, I mean, when it's all said and done, I mean, if it, if hey, it keeps it entertaining, like, keeps it entertaining. He, la he landed a $100 million was dollar deal with Spotify, and we're sitting here talking about video games, so who's the real winner? I think it's me. Okay, well, you... It's okay, close. We have, it's <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah, it's close. Um, we have a uh, great value brand, Mario, now with us. Anyway... <laughs> So, welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is episode 22, I believe? Yeah, 22. Oh my, oh my goodness, I can't believe we haven't shut down yet. Anyway. <laughs> the government speaking, can shut us down. <laughs> well, speaking of being shut down, we have an interesting first story that happened right at the beginning of, uh, right after we recorded last week's episode, actually. So, Respawn Interactive. They are a game developers. They develop games such as Titanfall, Apex Legends. Uh, they did Jedi Fallen Order. And they have a few other belts, or a few other game under their, other games under their belt. But we're going to stick to Apex Legends and Titanfall now, strictly for the fact that last week their servers were DDoSed. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure you've all heard the term DDoS, but don't know what it means. It's an acronym that 13-year-old kids online who pretend to be hackers will throw around when you play a competitive game. It stands for Dedicated Denial of Service. So basically what it is is um they send a bunch of sounds like my wife am i right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Anyway, what it is, is it, uh, basically someone gets into your router, sends a bunch of packets to your ISP, basically shuts down the service. There's, that's a very, very, um, like... Well, I think what it does is, like, it overloads the servers, and so it's not like they, like, they, they, they put tape on the, or place papers on, like, they don't, like, actually, like, have, like, legal paperwork. It's not like they, we're here to shut you down. It's like they actually like short it, short it out, cause, yeah. cause, cause like a power surge or something. Well, well, that happened, and the respawn servers were down for both Apex Legends and Titanfall. Some dedicated individuals decided to go through, and for a majority of players, not all, but a very, very vast majority of players, uh, both Titanfall and Apex Legends saw their progress reset back to zero, and all their cosmetic items were gone. Um, I don't play those two games, so I don't know how their cosmetic items work. I don't know if they're worth real money value or if it's just one of those things where you pay for it and then it's on your thing and then it's like just you can only be yours. Um, I know as somebody who has a very expensive CSGO inventory that's worth real money because I could sell it, um, that would terrify the crap out of me if I got mm-hmm. on and all that was gone. So I can only imagine what these people were thinking. Um, Respawn did put out a statement, uh... I, I have it, but it's just very cookie cutter. Um, so I'm just gonna paraphrase for you. Uh, they they figured out what the issue was with the progress, and then everybody got their stuff back. About it, it was about a day and a half later after the attack. This is interesting news because we so DDoS attacks aren't rare. They happen quite often, and or they're attempted quite often in our at our stop. A lot of times, uh, websites will use something like Cloudflare now, and other. Um, services to prevent stuff like that from happening but why do you think there's a reason why these games were targeted or why respawn was targeted for this do you um how do you think, think that this could be prevented um so one thing that i don't actually mention too much uh, on on programs in general is like i do have like some hobby podcasts that i do i don't like make a habit out of doing them the last one i did was uh, actually a year ago and it was about uh, an it worker who's uh, business was under attack by a group of hackers in Russia, and they're they basically over there. It's like an industry. Uh, they called the the hacker the the company, and there was a receptionist that answered the phone, um, to, just to give you a sense of like the scope of these operations. So, it's one of the reasons why this happens is because it's so easy to do, and there are so many parts of the world where they literally don't have any other options. But to, uh, but to try to hack or try to shut down one of these, try to extort them for money or something like that. Um, I think for, if it was a more of a uh, premeditated attack on these two games, I think the reason why these two games stick out is because they're, they have their, their community, but it's not like they're at the forefront of the news cycle. So with less attention on them, I think that makes them more vulnerable. Okay. I mean, that, that sounds reasonable. I was, was going to bring up a point, and I just completely, completely uh, just skipped my mind. Right, do you have anything to add, Jordan, or is it just about... I mean, this story, it's it's pretty cut and dry now that it's no longer ongoing, but overall, it took over about two, two and a half days for everything to get resolved and everything to go back to normal. Um, I mean, I don't really have too much. I mean, it's all done and said, but why? I don't understand why would somebody go through this trouble and do that. 
I mean, did they get any info out of it? Did they like? I don't. I, don't, I just don't know what, why they would do something like that. Like, well, what's the intent behind so, it? So I said that they stole a bunch of. They stole almost everyone's cosmetic items. Yeah. Now, oh, because in the Counter Strike, if I if I have a cosmetic item, I can sell it for real money. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Apex and Titanfall have the same thing. So if they do, if they can get cosmetic items and it's worth real money, they could resell. Then that could be a thing because that's quick, easy money. You know what I mean? Yeah, that could be a thing. Also, like Joseph said, it could have been them trying to extort the company for money. Like, hey, we'll give you your servers back if you give us X amount of dollars, mm -hmm. whatever. Well, I, I remember what I was going to bring up, and this is uh, kind of kind of same same but different. So a couple months ago, we reported um, during our CD Project Red segment when we had one of those every week that CD Project Red was involved in a hacking. Air quote. I, I still have a conspiracy theory about that, but um, they basically stole the, the source code for. The Witcher and CD, uh, Cyberpunk. Well, it's weird because they the company came out and said, "Yeah, you know we're, you know we were hacked, blah 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 blah. We're not going to give into the demands." And then it could be because there might still be an ongoing investigation, but we it's been radio silent from CD Projekt Red since then. Mm -hmm. And we had a, a theory here on the Skull Hunter podcast where. It could be like this was their ticket, like it was. I don't, I don't call it planned, but it was their way of basically like finding the easy way to quit the game, so that way they wouldn't completely look like the bad guys. They would babyface themselves on the way out. Um, that you know we can't confirm nor deny that, but also right. we haven't heard anything since then. So, do you think the situation is kind of the same? Do you think it's different? What's going it's, on here? It, it has been a while since we talked about it, but you know, even so. Uh, one thing that I don't remember, a point I don't remember if I made it before because it seems new, at least in my mind, is that what you're saying about how it can turn make the developers become babyface as they exit. And it almost seems like it's also a way to um, attack the fan base, almost like castigate them for their mm -hmm. behavior and all of this, the pressure that they put on, uh, the negative backlash. Well, look what you guys did. All this negative backlash has... Uh, cause some people to radicalize and and hack uh, us as developers. So shame on you for, you know, yeah. criticizing us, which we rightfully deserved. Agreed, because it is like I, I would say because it had such a they were they were such in the mainstream because of their failure with Cyberpunk that it it honestly could be fifty fifty. It could be fans that were so upset about the way the game turned out that they did this. Or it could just be another group of people, like the same ones that DDoS respawn, but they attacked uh, CD Projekt or yeah, CD Projekt Red because they have so much. They're in the mainstream right now, and it would be like they 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 would feel like they were doing it justice by doing it, or they would feel like it'd be an easy target because nobody would really try to help out CD Projekt Red. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say one more thing too. It could also just be in regards to the um, what was it, Titanfall and Apex Legends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a coincidence. Like if they're running these um, these programs and they're just trying to find vulnerability, and a whole stack of them comes up, and they says, "Oh, we can just we could just attack these targets and check it out. These two games are similarly vulnerable, and they're by the same developer, so we can actually get uh, two stones with one bird on this one." So, yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of hackers and super hacker man and all that other jazz, super hack man. 
Yeah, we have another interesting story here, this time in the social media world. So, last week, it, on an online public forum somewhere on the dark web, over 533 million Facebook users' email addresses and phone numbers were leaked. <gasps> now, that brought concern to a lot of people, because they're like, oh, Facebook you know, they got attacked, all their information got leaked. Again, Facebook comes out and says, no, this leak happened in 2019, we took care of it, blah, 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 blah. But, now, it is, it wouldn't be uncommon for hackers to wait after they pull such a, such a, a heist like they did, to wait before they start putting all that out. Because maybe they pulled it off and then they're waiting for people to buy it. Because a lot of times people buy the information to, for phishing scams, for mm -hmm. telemarketer scams, all that other jazz. But it's been almost two years or maybe over two years. I don't know exactly when in 2019 it happened. But 533 million users data was found over the past weekend on this forum. And so now people are, are saying that maybe Facebook's trying to cover this up by saying this was, quote unquote, the same one that happened in 2019. I already have a vendetta against Facebook, and I feel like a lot of people do. Facebook, in all reality, has went from being the cool hip thing to now it's middle-aged white moms sharing minion memes. Um, so it's it's I don't know what do you, how say you guys? Would you think do you think Facebook could be lying about this? Do you guys think that? I don't know. I, I personally feel like social, like, I feel like you need, I should, you should have an email address to sign up for things. I think mm -hmm. getting to the point where you have to use your phone number and all that to sign up for all these things, because Facebook doesn't need your phone number. They say it's quote unquote for two, per, uh, like two factor auth authentication, mm -hmm. but we, we know what they're doing with that data. It's not just Facebook. It's every social media. Yeah. You, once you, once you add to your email address, they're going to take that and sell it to companies to send you ads and all that, whether they say mm -hmm. or not. And same thing with the your phone number i mean everybody gets those scam calls and thankfully it's phone services and phones now are detecting so they can let you know it's a scam or a telemarketer or whatever like that but it's i don't know i i also don't feel bad for facebook here at all i feel like when you have a big company like that and you have so many users i mean 533 million users to put in to put in perspective for those who can't quite grasp that that is more people than what makes up the entire united states of america yeah. 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 You're right. Uh, yeah. Because there's, there's six billion. Million. There's six billion people in the United States. No, seven point eight billion people in the world. There is three three hundred and like I think it was like fifty three million people in That's the United States. Yeah. So That's insane. Um. So basically, these people stole an entire <clears throat> over an entire country's worth of information. I mean. I don't. I don't think Facebook's trying to cover it up. I mean, the reason why I don't think they're trying to cover it up is because if someone just did that, I mean, think about it. You would want to get on top of that. You know, take safety precautions, shut down Facebook. You know, try to stop everything. The reason why they shut down Facebook is because they keep it shut down. No more information can will I, get leaked out. Yeah, go ahead. Can I? Can I counter? Yeah. All right, one, you're biased because you stream on Facebook. Two, yeah. <laughs> two, 
No, they wouldn't shut down. They care more about money than they do the users. And I can prove it because during the quote-unquote crisis that happened in 2019, they still didn't shut down. You know why they don't shut down is because ad revenue rolls in. You shut down, you can't roll ads. You can't roll ads, you don't make money from those ads. Yeah, that that is true. Um... And, and Mark Zuckberg, I mispronounced his name on purpose so before I get yelled at. <laughs> Um, he uh, he he's he's shown that he just cares about his platform. He doesn't care about the people on it. He wants to protect his image, and so if he were to shut down, he would basically it basically be uh, guilty by omission. And so he and like I said, money. So that's that's just where I stand on that. I don't trust big organizations or big companies, especially big tech companies. So maybe that's where my bias comes in. Mm-hmm. But I just want both sides of the field here to be heard. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like a difference between depend de- depending on something versus trusting something. Um, and wh- what I mean by that is I I'm not like dependent on Facebook, although um, in, uh, uh, in in the e-commerce space, Facebook is actually very important. So mm-hmm. there is that. But I do come to expect it to just to to be around. I do expect it to be online. So that's not the same thing as like having faith in them or having trust in what goes on behind the scenes. But I'm all but the I, I hear if I hear I, this might be the first time I heard of Facebook about this hack. I'm, I don't know. I, I can't quite remember hearing about it in 2019. Very different, very different Joseph at that time. And I'm pretty sure if I heard about it at the time, I'd be like, all right, for, who cares? Whatever. This just happens. Big if Apex Legends gets hacked, which we just uh, talk about today, Facebook gets hacked, but I, I don't give a crap. Because you know why? Is however valuable that data is going to be to hackers, they have no idea what they're doing with it most of the time anyways. Like if they're running phishing scans, they're just doing the um, go for go for volume, you know, uh, quantity over quality. They're just hoping that they'll get like one person out of 10,000 who'll sign up for some from stupid program. Yeah. Uh, if they actually, you know, listen to a podcast like Ecomonics, they might learn something about commerce and actually have some decent sales techniques, but they don't give a crap. And so on the other side, though, that whatever, however valuable the data is for these hackers, it's one tenth as valuable compared to how the data, how valuable the data is to Facebook. So they're protecting their asset far more vehemently than these hackers uh, would. And even if the hackers did grab it, what are they, what are they gonna do? Because um, even when people are trying to sell uh, me on those v- on those VPNs, which by the way, I did sign up for one, mm-hmm. I'm, it's never so alarming that I have to, that I have to get it. I'm trying it out for a year just to see if it makes a difference. But honestly, because what they say, what do they say? They say, they're gonna take your data and then they're going to use it to sell you stuff. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I've been okay with that for years. Like, yeah, I, I will, I, I will simply not buy it. I, I, I d- d- depends on what they show me, right? The better they get to know me, the better they can show me stuff. Yes. They, I, I bought this sweater two years ago that looks like a suit of armor. I freaking love it. By all means, have my data. Yeah, yeah and, I, of I course comes. That. I mean, the big, the big thing with the selling your data part is. They do make it known they're selling your data. A lot of places make it known. Just no one reads the agreements that you do. Like, everyone is like, check the box, read this, even say read. read. People usually don't read it. (laughs) It's like the whole big thing with Twitch. If you sign a partner with Twitch, you can't stream anywhere else. If you become partnered with Twitch, you cannot stream anywhere else. And it's a big thing that no one known about. But Twitch had it right there in their agreements. 
that's the whole reason why you give them the email and everything else and they just track you down and if they see you stream on a platform you immediately get copyright flagged and or and claimed and if you get claimed your video doesn't go anywhere um but for someone i mean i i still want to and i am biased because i do stream on facebook us go 100 games uh facebook go check us out um so i just want to give myself a little plug there uh you know if if we're gonna sit there and you know be worried about someone you know hacking in and i understand personal data i get it it's personal data you don't want people to know about it get off the internet Well, it's also curated data, data too. Like it's the difference. The, there's different behavior on Facebook versus, say, on Google versus Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like we talk, we talk about this all the time in e-commerce. It's the difference between going. Facebook is like a discovery platform. It's yeah. what people do to just, you know, they 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 talk about they put their likes in, they put in their interests, and then the algorithm just gives them as much as it can to keep them uh, uh, doped up on the dopamines. <laughs> <laughs> You you'll learn different things from from people depending on where 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 they are. You will learn a lot about behavior on Google because Google is an intent based platform. Mm-hmm. People are there looking for something. You go to Amazon, not only are they looking for something, they're ready to buy. It's a whole different uh, personality matrix. So you don't even you're you're not even learning the full scope of a person. You're learning what that person is like when they're on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to kind of circle back to the whole VPN things. Um, and they, the, one of the big things they used to say on was like, oh, to protect you, blah, 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 which is true. Protect they they do to an extent. They, you know, IP maskers, blah, 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 blah. But I think that now, the, if you notice, like, when you hear ads for, like, NordVPN and other VPNs, like ExpressVPN, whatever, they, the biggest selling point they try to sell you on now is because of the pandemic, people have been watching a lot of streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus now, Pe- Peacock. I recently got Peacock. I I actually really like it. Um, but Is that uh, DC? yeah. Okay. Yeah, it has. I've been watching a ton of Monk and Psych. It's great. And wrestling. They they bought the WWE Network too, so that's on there too. Uh, um, but no, I've been watching. A, no, I understand. Yeah, but I've been watching a lot of Monk recently. That's where I used to go to bed. It's great. Anyway, first off, very underrated opening theme song for a show. Very underrated. Monk's opening theme song, great. All right. Um. But back on track. The th- speak. I, I brought up streaming services because VPNs try to sell you on the fact that, oh, in the USA you can't watch blah blah blah, but in Canada or the UK you can use this VPN. Say you're from there, and boom, you get to watch it. Mm-hmm. That's become a big selling point for VPNs now. It's like they, it's like people care less about their protection and more mm-hmm. so about being able to watch certain movies or shows. Hey, especially if video games continue to get banned, and so certain shows get banned in other countries, get a VPN. Use my code. I don't have a code. I wish I did. <laughs> they pay a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but that's just what I'm saying. But yeah, it's just interesting. I, social media is dumb. I mean, it, it, it gives me a career that I live every day. <laughs> so I wouldn't say it's too dumb, but I will. I will oh, social kinda... media. Oh, not just Facebook. Social media in general. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's one of those necessary evils when you're on the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's it's as surface level as I think the internet gets because um, the deeper you go into the internet, I think the le- the more of a disconnect there is between the person and their I guess their persona or their avatar. Whereas Facebook is basically just like you know, the it's log of reality. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also I I also hate Twitter. I I, I have a love hate relationship with Twitter. Um, so like you'll be scrolling through. I follow a bunch of different people on Twitter mm-hmm. of different backgrounds. 
um, and you click on something, and you and like and Twitter's really easy to make what's called an alt account or alternate account. So basically, what these guys do is they'll put they'll make these like stand accounts where they'll stand certain celebrities or like that, or they'll just keep like a blank uh, avatar face or whatever, and then that's that's their account. That's their uh, big boy account. That's the one where they throw out all the harsh words and say mean things to people, mm-hmm. and it's just hilarious that Twitter invokes that kind of thing. But you know what else should invoke rage? I'm sorry, did you have something else, Joseph? Oh no, I was just. Yeah, I'm I'm, on, I'm in the same boat of you. Like I I joined Twitter in I think like 2009. Like it's I've been I'm on Twitter for quite a while, and like all of the, the all the people that I had followed um, in that first wave of just like you know what I was just following and following is yeah. like you know nerds and comedians. And so you know, come U.S. election 2016, everybody that I was following were let's just say not aligned with me politically, and like Twitter became so vile for me so quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and so now I just like, I, I, I still want to use it for, for its intended purpose, which is if I have a fun thought, I'll just say it and then I'll, and I'll move on with my day. You had a, you had a so real I, banger on there the other day. I liked that was really good. I was worried that people were just be like, so you want people to die. So you want people to die. Like, and then I was like preparing my counter argument in advance to be like, listen, I haven't been social distancing. Oh, you're doing like I'm one of those shower like, oh. talks where it's like you imagine like getting into the argument with somebody and yeah. being like, I'm ready. Yeah, you always have to have bullets chambered. My yeah. my brain is actually just a constant revolving revolver <laughs> with rounds in the chamber for many arguments. I've what any argument we have on the show, I've had with myself in the shower. So <laughs> That is, I, I am able to counter most of the time because of stuff like that. Jokes in you. I don't take a shower. <laughs> that doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> that wasn't that, that that wasn't a gotcha moment. <laughs> that, that wasn't a gotcha. That just meant not only are you stinky, you also don't have any counterpoints to any arguments. That is that's accurate. That is that is most. I mean, not the stinky part. That I I do I do clean for the for the everyone who thinks that I'm He's all this. He's a very this. clean man. I've I, seen I'm him and smelled him. He smelled great. Very clean. I love it. Anyway, you know what I don't love? <laughs> I don't love cheaters in video games. And when I say cheaters, I mean cheaters, Joseph. match match fixers, <laughs> uh, basically anything that ruins the integrity of good fun. You know who else hates the people who ruin the integrity of good fun? The hmm. freaking Federal Bureau of Investigations in the United States of America. The FBI has now been called to investigate um, the Counter-Strike Global Offensive scene. It's crazy. So it all starts. It all starts with ESIC, E-S-I-C, the Esports Integrity Commission. What this group of people are, there are volunteers that oversee every competitive esport, Call of Duty, StarCraft, League of Legends, Counter-Strike, and, um, Fortnite, anything that has a competitive, competitive, or yeah, a, compet- a professional competitive scene, sorry. Those are the words I should say. If, if they oversee all that. Well, what they do is they have all their volunteers, they review all the matches and all that, any reports that come in from either other professionals or anything they find my fishy, they have to review it. Um, you might have heard of them if you follow um, esports. A couple months ago, a lot of professional coaches in the Counter Strike got banned for exploiting 
a bug that was in Counter-Strike that basically let them, instead of spectate their own players, they were able to free roam spectate, and that's cheating. Mm -hmm. um, so they issued out a ton of bans to coaches, but before they got to that point, they actually had to review, I think, I think it was almost 3,000 hours of game footage just so they could, you know, concrete make a conclusion like, hey, these, these guys cheated, we have proof of it, um, these are the bans, and then they ended it, like, if a coach used it for one round, he only got, like, a five, a five-week suspension, but then you had major coaches who were using it every game for, like, eight games straight, and they're, they're banned for five years. Oh, snap! Yeah. Um, so basically what, so what they discovered this time is that they had... Let me open, like, because I want to get, I, I want to get as specific as I can. Mm -hmm. Um. So, Ian Smith, he's the commissioner of ESIC. He had an interview with a YouTube producer of CSGO and Valorant. His name is Slash32. Um, in the interview, Ian Smith, the commissioner, um, he'll be referred to as Smith from now on. He identified that there was a large max match-fixing scandal in um, the North American MDL, which is a Mountain Dew League, which is like... Oh, God. Which is the step right before Pro League. I, it's literally... Sorry, what was that? I, I guess I should be thankful of any company supporting it, but there's something about calling it the Mountain Dew League. It's been called that for like six years now. It's It's fun. Trust me, it's... I, it was called something else before that, but Mountain Dew picked it up because G Fuel ended up selling lead in all their products, so they had to find a new sponsor, and that's when Mountain Dew came out with their own like Game Fuel or whatever it was called. So Mountain Dew sponsors a lot of that. Which, by the way, if you guys can find and ship me some game, some of that lead, I'll try it. Oh yeah, I you know I actually tried to get a code. Like I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a code, and then I've never had it before, and I went, you probably should, should, probably should do it, but you cannot get me away from rains and bangs. No, those are those are my energy go to. James, have you found the story yet? <laughs> no, I've, I was waiting for you guys to stop talking about lead, lead infused game fuel. Um, so <laughs> what? So what they're doing is um, they have, they had to, um, so somebody. The no names were given yet, but somebody within a team uncovered Discord logs, game chat messages, and all that, um, where uh, three of the five teammates of a team were planning on match fixing, and the ex the exact number of the exact money that was going to be bring in from the bets that they bet themselves. So they bet themselves bet on themselves to lose, and they were going to throw so they get that money. Okay. The exact number is not disclosed. Through the team numbers, the team has also not been named, as far as I know yet, because it's an active investigation, and, you know, if you said the team, they would get the players' names, etc., etc. But, so three of the players were going to, were in agreement with the other team to throw. One guy, so, was going to, what's called Radar. I'll get back to that in a sec and describe what that is. The other two were going to just um, quote-unquote play normal to make it look legit, but it was gonna it was gonna help the other team because with the guy that's radaring, what he does is he'll stream his radar in-game radar in a Discord chat with the other team, so they would have information to certain positions that other teams were 
that they wouldn't normally have. So it would make uh, encounters easier to win and all that. Now, it's important that I mention that only three of the five players were in on it. Because in these Discord chat logs that were uncovered by Ian Smith, they purposely did not let the two teammates know so that the exact quote here is to make it look more legit and try hard. Wow. Just now with wow. Now with that going on, they were able to uncover a lot more findings and stuff like that and figure that this has been going on in the North American scene for months. And they recently banned, a couple months ago, they banned 35 players in the Australian Counter-Strike scene for the exact same thing. Now, you might be wondering, why is, where's the FBI coming in all this? Well, I was thinking more like, that, why? But... Well, it's because the FBI gets involved with any sports betting investigations over a certain amount of money. And so with... If the FBI is involved, that means the amount of money that was involved with this sports betting is got to be a large quantity. Um, if you look at, um, if you've ever seen the the movie Moneyball, I think it is about mm -hmm. when the Oakland A's did this, but they use more analytics and stuff like that. Anyway, it's it's like that, but they they it's still an open investigation, so that way any. Findings that ESIC puts out has to go strictly to the FBI instead of being public. Usually ESIC, what they normally do is they find their findings, and since they are a volunteer commission, they can't give any rulings, but they can suggest rulings for the leagues, like the Mountain Dew League, for instance, or Pro League, or Call of Duty Worlds, or the MSI and Worlds for League of Legends, or LE, like the LCS and LEK, LE, whatever. Same, same. And they usually follow those rules because ESIC is, you know, they're like, they're the guys doing all the investigations. So, you know, so that way these leagues can just worry about putting on shows and not worry about all that. This is interesting, though, that the FBI is getting involved. Um, it's just, yeah. It's, what do you guys think about this? And My I, first I have reaction was I just like I just like yawned at the idea that the FBI is involved in this because I'm pretty sure they have better things to do. But what you're describing is that there is such a large amount of money involved that it actually does pass, and they actually do have to have a look at it. So I would love to know what amount of money we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. That 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 number has not been disclosed, and it probably won't be disclosed until the FBI has is finished with their investigation, which oh. sucks. So, well, yeah. I mean, I think I think the situation is um is a bad situation. I mean, no one should have took advantage of that stuff. But in the same situation, if you're gonna sit there and have a competitive team go, and if there's a bug in the game while this is all taking place, I mean, I I get where they're coming from. They gambled in the in the classifications, like they did illegal gambling. I get it. But when it's all said and done, blame the game. <laughs> blame, blame the game yeah. a little, just a little. Is it is it the game? I feel like this falls one hundred percent on the players who wanted to match fix, because <sighs> people have been playing competitive games for how long now and have had no issues. Yeah, it's very. You know how many people would love to be in their shoes too? 
to be on a team in MDL because once you, if yeah. you do good in MDL, you get signed to a, an organization to play in the pro league, and that's like then you made it. Mm-hmm. So these guys just threw away their careers. They screwed over their teammates because because yeah. that team obviously is going to get punished. Um, those three players are obviously going to get punished. The two guys, who, if since they have proof that the two guys did not know about it, they're going to be okay. But it's still it's hard to find a team that's willing to sign MDL guys. Well, I I mean they quote unquote didn't know about it. You know, for all yeah, we know, they were messaged like on WhatsApp or something, and there's yeah, no logs of it. Allegedly, correct. Yeah. Um, but even the guys that were caught, they vehemently said that like, hey, no, these guys didn't know. Um, yeah. But that kind of brings me to a situation kind of like this, but back in 2015, and this happened on the tippy-top stage of Pro Counter-Strike. So in 2015, you guys have heard the website iBuyPower, correct? No. It's a computer site, um, has some of the best computers and computer parts you can get. Okay. Anyway, they sponsored a team. So they had a team, iBuyPower, in Professional Counter-Strike. At one point, they were the number one CSGO team in all of North America. They were going; they were the only North American team at that time that can keep up with um, your, the European teams because the the Swedes and uh, at that point it was just the Swedes. The Swedes were dominating Counter Strike at that time, and these guys were able to keep up. Well, in 2015, during a Sevo match. That meant absolutely nothing because the team they were facing needed to win to get in the playoffs, but I by Power had already clinched the playoffs. So what they did was, oh, I'm sorry, and the IGL for that team, the in-game leader, was his name, his in-game alias was Dazed. He was co-founder of the other team. And so there we go. Already have a little bit of conflict of interest. Well... Uh, the four four players on I by Power, and their manager, and an outside guy. The outside guy created a bunch of alt Steam accounts for these guys to trade their skins into, and then put on a betting site to bet against themselves because they're like, oh, we don't need to win this game. We're already, you know, it's it, it's a throwaway game. So that's what they did for, and they threw the game. It was very obvious they threw it. Like they lost sixteen, like four or five or something like that. And they were just making dumb uh, decisions. Like, one guy had a dude lined up in his sniper scope and just didn't shoot. And then the guy he was aimed at turned around and shot him. Like, it was very obvious that they threw. And, you know, nobody nobody questioned. They were like, okay, these guys are just having a really bad game, I guess. But some people were like, that was really fishy. But they all said, no, no, we just, we just lost. We just, we weren't. They blamed it on the fact that they had a turn. They played, came back from a tournament the weekend before. They blamed it on jet lag. Well... Turns out that a famous esports writer, um, he covers multiple esports. You guys may or may not have heard of him if you cover the esports scene. His name is Richard Lewis. Okay. I don't know. He uncovered all these because the the manager's ex-girlfriend leaked every text message that she had proving that they had bet on themselves to lose and had like the way they did and everything with the, with the Steam alt accounts and all that that let them back. Well, these guys were permanently banned from ever competing in professional Counter-Strike ever again. And now, here's the thing. It's really funny because they ruined their Counter-Strike careers 
we'll play it over under because I know that this one isn't in the Discord. Okay, over under, it was one time. It was one time. How how much money in skins did each person that bet on the in this situation did they receive from winning that bet? Yeah, your by the way, your your one time threshold is uh, is absolute garbage there. I know scope one guy with an up, and you've called a cheater for weeks. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't one time. That's not even the one I, I keep thinking of. Aimbot revolver just turn around, have, bam, one go back. V. I'm like V okay. with a capital T aimbot. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so so what was the over under question? So the over under was. Each individual, how much money in skins would they have gotten from winning the bet uh, when they threw the match in this 2015 Online Power situation? And this will, and this will kind of kind of put into perspective as to why the FBI wasn't involved then. Okay, so yeah, so with that in mind, I'm gonna go with a low ball because I'm trying to. I think the point here is that it wasn't worth the effort. Like they just they, maybe they might have made a bit of scratch. It really wasn't worth the trouble that they had caused. So okay. I'm going to say. A total of about five hundred and sixty dollars that would have been split up amongst it. No, not even oh. per person. For oh, okay, you're you you're you are under them. Okay. Um. Now, was this before the stock market went down? Did the stock market go down? Well, this was in like 2015, 2015, and the stock market has been up and down many a time. Well, no, in but fact, like the big, the big one time, crash, like the big crash. Well, was, uh, well, that was like, the 1928. Like, so. yeah. No, there was one that happened in the 2000. Uh, the 2000, the 2008, 2009 Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of. So that was afterwards. Um, I'm going to say the whole entire team. I'm going to say. I promise you the high. stock market has nothing to do with what well, you're trying to. Well, no. I wanted to see because the economy was going through a lot. You know, I was just trying to see okay. for stuff. Um, But okay. I'm going to say 10,000. All right, you are over. Oh. Each individual person got roughly two hundred and seventy-three dollars huh. from that. And how many people? How many persons? Was it a whole team uh, of five? No. So there's four people on the team: one manager, one buddy who had the alt accounts. So six recipients altogether. Correct. Okay. Okay. And the one guy who didn't. Now there's so his name is Skadoodle. He ended up playing for Cloud9. <laughs> he ended up playing for Cloud9 after this and ended up winning the major, the biggest tournament, like the Super Bowl of Counter-Strike. He ended up winning that and became the only North American team to ever do that. That could have all changed because there are conflicting stories. You have half the team that got caught saying, oh no, you know, Skidoo was never part of this. He never wanted any part of it. And then you have the other half saying... Oh, he was gonna get his skins, but his, you know, his was gonna come late. And then once all this happened, he kind of said no, thank you. Okay. So now you have conflicting stories, and to this day, you know, he says he wasn't gonna do it, and then like this half still says he wasn't gonna do it, and this half says, well, he was, he was okay with it until he didn't didn't want to accept the skins. Okay, so. but you know what? I would actually give him a pass even in this situation because uh, on brand he had. You know, skadoodled his way out of the situation. <laughs> so I would give him a pass, anyways. Oh, great. But if you like, if you if you ever watch Twitch chat during a competitive game, you'll see 273, 273 get spammed in chat whenever looks like some like when someone makes a mistake or anything like that, because that that's what they're referring to. They're referring to 
$273 that each person would receive for throwing that match. See, I knew that was the point that you were making was that this was not an amount of money worth the trouble. This was yeah. just some, some, I don't know, so, a, ca- a case of lead or something. It was just like, hey, yeah. here's, some, here's some extra uh, dollar dollar we can make just for the heck of it. But it'd be so under the radar, no one's going to bother. Exactly. It was so minuscule that nobody cared until someone did. And that's why I bring up this point because now that esports is, it's getting bigger and bigger. Like mm-hmm. I would say, when it comes to global phenomenons, you have soccer is number one. Mm-hmm. I would still say boxing is number two. As a global, as a global phenomenon, down in South America, Mexico, stuff like that. It's still, it's boxing, still big, and they make up a majority of people who watch international sports. That's why soccer is also big. And I would say three is esports. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at League of Legends. League of Legends is always one of the top ranked games on Twitch. It's always the top ranked games during when they have the worlds. I think they're called. I remember this would have to have been, I think, twenty fifth. Um, because I was uh, uh, hanging out with the Dota community for a while, and I was helping. Uh, I, I volunteered for the international viewing event at one of the theaters yeah. we had in Toronto, and and I remember the entire theater had been filled out with Dota fans, and the, the and the games were being broadcasted on this massive theater screen, and we were hanging handing out water bottles, and there was cosplay, and that's when it sunk in that this is. This is the going. This is going to go mainstream. Give it a few generations, and and esports will be uh, ubiquitous with sports in general. Heather, you guys have this habit where like both of you look at your phones while I'm talking. Sorry, I, I was, 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 was waiting. So I, I was waiting. I was giving. I was waiting. Like I was going to give it three, three times before I before we call it out. But you guys have a tendency to so, do that. Sorry, I was, I was, I was, I was searching up sorry. what is the top e- or oh, what is the top sports. And I knew that was going to be a thing because I kept noticing, like, I would keep looking at my phone and I'm just like, I'm yeah. trying to, I didn't yeah. look in Discord at all for all for any of this. Now we're yeah, talking about look, top you made, Joseph, and, you made Joseph feel bad because you want to uh, fact check mm, me. Mm, hold on. No, yeah, I'm fact checking you. You said boxing slash wrestling is second. I did not say wrestling. I said boxing. Just said, boxing. Yeah, boxing. I don't believe that. So Box, <laughs> boxing is huge internationally. I would have guessed uh, MMA. I don't think MMA's quite reached the worldwide. I I think it's in North America very big. I I think the Asian and European markets haven't quite. Oh, Asia maybe, but I don't think the European markets or have or the South American markets have picked up MMA as as much as they did boxing. I guess boxing is more accessible because if I'm watching it, they're either punching or they're waiting for a punch. I'll mm-hmm. turn into like an MMA match and they'll be on the floor. There'll be a lot of grappling. There's like like bits of specks of blood all, all over and like some some matches are, are sick and they're very entertaining sometimes it's it'll be over in like 10 seconds a guy just gets like whopped right in the face uh with a roundhouse kick so like it's kind of a crapshoot um mm-hmm. i mean and i and i would never want to discourage like you know a grappler or a defensive play style because i'm a def- i have a defensive play style myself so you know but boxing is very consistent it's even even like a floyd mayweather uh, it was a defensive play style. Sooner or later, he's gonna throw a, a, a left hook or a right hook, whatever it is. So, my favorite boxer is Logan Paul. Anyway, so do we have any other? I knew that's gonna get someone. Uh, did uh... we have any other um, questions or comments about the story? Well, I, I I had one quick one, and it was with uh, the cheating. 
uh, with the okay. the cheating and stuff going on. So, why didn't people catch this like sooner? Like I would say, because all this stuff happened live, and the most recent one I'm talking about, it, it happened live, yeah. right? So, yes. So, the reason why it wouldn't have been caught sooner, so it's because in MDL you don't make a lot of money. You you make all your money from sponsors. Mm-hmm. And so when you throw an MDL match, it's kind of like, okay. But what they were doing was they, so the sports betting is a big thing. And there are some sites where you can sports bet on esports. And that's where they did a lot of this. So it wasn't directly and, tied into like, yeah, it was the, wasn't, the stream of the, the thing okay. is. The thing is, the reason why MDL is even available to bet on is because a lot of times the pros, you know, have to wait a couple weeks for the next tournament or like that. And, you know, betting websites love to prey on those with gambling addictions. So they'll mm-hmm. don't have any option they can to bet on. Like, if there was a pet rock race, you know, DraftKings would give someone an affiliate code to go promote that and, and you know, use try to get them to bet on it on the website. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's just a business. That's just how it works. And so that's why they took full advantage of it. And the reason why it rose some red flags is because some some individuals were betting a lot of money on a random MDL match when mostly you see like a couple hundred dollars bet on these kind of matches. You were talking obviously a big amount of money. So mm-hmm. that probably raised a couple red flags. And then people who actually know the game were probably mm-hmm. seeing how they were playing. And was like, they probably thought the other team was cheating at first because they're like, well, okay, why would he check his corner like that? Why would he his crosshair be in that placement like that? And then come to find out, this happened. So okay, because that's that's what I was curious about. Because what I just... I'm assuming, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I need to point out there before it leaves. What I'm assuming happened is the other team is the one who leaked the Discord messages and all that because they were being accused of cheating, and so the only way to protect themselves was to out uh, the team. That's that is my okay. guess. That is allegedly. I don't know if that's what happened. That is just the architect's spin on things on as to why that how it came out okay because i mean i i was curious because i i did a tournament over this week and uh a little call of duty tournament nothing nothing too big it turns out i need to play warzone a lot because apparently that's where the big money is but uh i did a small little call of duty tournament this week and so of course someone got accused of cheating so what they do is we live stream everything to discord uh so we have to share it in discord on their private channels so they could see everything and there was even a guy in theater mode to go through and watch every round and stuff like that so we got we got stopped in the middle of it because one guy sat there and had somehow knew exactly where this guy was at around every corner i'm talking like you were saying like you know where the site is you literally turn you flick and get the guy right there and so it got stopped like it literally just game ended in discord the uh, the judge came in he's like hey guys we're stopping there's been some assumptions da da they went through it didn't find anything but i know like right there like they stop everything so i was just curious on like why why didn't it get stopped sooner if it was a live event because this was only like a little bit of people uh, on the discord chat looking at the screen and they even saw it went hold up a minute let's let's stop and figure this out do you think he could have been do you th- could he have been screen watching or do you guys stream this to like separate channels like how did it work so what happens is is we stream it so you you have to have a if you have an xbox you have to sit there and have an elgato to capture it to send it to 
Discord. And so what happens is, is you're just playing the game, but you have to be in a private lobby made by the guys on Discord. And then you sit there, you either send your footage over there being live or what they will end up doing is they will just watch our screens in there or on the actual game in the theater mode area. They will watch it being spectators and they'll go through our screens and usually they will have like the person who's hosting it will be on Discord and the guy who's on the theater mode will be flipping through watching people's screens so they could do that. Now what they do with that footage, I don't know, but it got stopped that way because one of their guys was flipping through to people's screens and they literally saw this guy walk in and just snap to the right and get this guy. And they were so confused. They're like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So it was, it was a, an hour and a half until we finally got cleared. And at that point, I think no one wanted to play anymore. <laughs> just like, I just want to be done. I thought this was going to be a quick and easy little get on, get off thing. Like I didn't now, expect you, an hour long wait. Was, is this a, is this free for all or is it like a team based? Uh, this tournament? was a team based. Uh, all the a lot of the tournaments you play are gonna be team based. So uh, the Call of Duty one, it was four. No, it was five on one team, five on another team. Bit uh, I was one of the randoms. So it just five random people on this team, five random people on this team, and that's all it was. And like okay. James says, you don't make a lot of money doing it without sponsors, and that's. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. I was like, this. I'm not making no money at all from this. And I got in dead last. I just wasn't. No, no. <laughs> I got in dead last. Wait, because you raised an interesting question about like how it was easy to tell uh, mm -hmm. the cheating, or at the very least, something was suspicious in Call of Duty. By the way, was it? Did you guys end up figuring it out? Was it confirmed or? Um, were... No, they just they sat there and couldn't figure out how you knew. And okay. this was, and the thing is, is for us, we thought it was constant, but on his side, he just, I guess, muscle memory just knew someone usually sits in a spot and just whips and shoots. That, that, here's the thing, because I, when I, I play Counter-Strike, mm -hmm. um, you guys have all played with me, I'm sure you have all seen it. Oh, I have good game geez. sense. <clears throat> yeah. I have good game sense, so I know usually if I'm like if I'm facing one direction and it's mm -hmm. been longer than normal for the summer to peak, then that means they're lurking behind me and I should turn around. Yeah, that's just game sense. I also play reactively a lot instead of proactively, which means instead of holding an angle with my sniper and waiting for someone to walk walk across, I will jump out in the open, try to find someone, and flick to them, and that's how I get a lot of my kills is by flicking and doing that. Mm -hmm. So he could have, he could just be like me when it comes to that. He could just know the map very well, really well, know when rotations and people usually come about, and he could also just play like I do, play reactively instead of proactively. Yeah, and that could have been a thing. So sometimes it's an act of God. Like, like <laughs> I, 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 it's funny to say it out loud, but sometimes I, I genuinely think like uh, once in a while the big the dungeon master upstairs is just like, you know what, turn to the right, shoot that guy. Okay, this this should be fun to watch. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, I, I thought it was amazing to see uh, the outcome of it, of sitting down, chatting with a random group of people for an hour and a half, waiting for them to figure out, is this guy cheating? <laughs> I don't now, there know what that, deserve it. There, there was something that you had, um, uh, you had raised earlier about, like, you know, it, uh, if, if it's the game's fault, blame the game. And mm -hmm. yeah, like the, the game is the reason why that exploit is there in the first place. So that's valid. Um, but I think this also calls it the question, where do we draw the line between like the kinds of exploits that end up becoming a part of the game versus the kinds of exploits or glitches that 
have to be uh, patched out as soon as possible. And I'll use an example that I'm familiar with, which is you guys probably know Super Smash Brothers Melee. Do you guys know wave dashing? No. Yes. Okay, so I've, I've okay. heard of it. I've heard yeah. of it. So uh, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll do this quick. So um, in Smash, you can jump and you can do an air dodge, and you can dodge in in whatever place you're in or the air, or you can do a directional air dodge. So you can jump up, uh, and at the moment you're airborne, dodge down, and the momentum from the jump will come with the character, and the character will actually slide across the stage when they get back. And so d- doing this in rapid succession turns into this thing called wave dashing, where now the character can like gl- basically glide across the stage, and it's a whole new movement option. And I've come to make peace with it now, uh, and I've even tried it uh, my, myself a couple of times, but I just like it's way too technical. It's going to ruin what's left of my, uh, my, my dexterity. Mm-hmm. But at the time when I first heard of it, that made me not want to play uh, Melee competitively because I felt like it had crossed the line between something that is in there, but that doesn't mean we should use it in the same way where people get together to play soccer. Oh, yeah, we have our hands. So why don't we just pick up the ball? We have them. So it, to me, there was a debate there about like, should, okay, we can do it, but should we do it? Is it in the spirit of the game? Uh, or is it n- now is just like an arms race? And so like over time, I've made peace with it. And now I think wave dashing um, actually is uh, is a benefit to melee. And it solidifies it as this like this technical marvel where you have to have this like high high degree of uh, skill in order to play it. Um, so so that so with this kind of exploit, I, it sounds like it's like this is one of the things where you just gotta get patched out. Mm-hmm. But there is an interesting uh, thought there about how the gameplay would change if the information was more freely available and how that would affect the mind games. So if, this is this is a, a kind of a tangential example, but one of the reasons why people love Die Hard as a movie the initial one anyways is because die hard tells you everything tells tells the audience what the heroes up to what the innocents are up to what the criminals are up to it doesn't hide anything from the audience and that enhances the experience and makes it more fun so there is a a thought there about like how the experience would change or how the competition would change if information was more accessible rather than always trying to predict and guess what's going on you know it, they know it, and how does that affect the uh, uh, the gameplay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you brought up you brought up Smash Bros, and it just makes me so mad that we weren't able to get a Smash Bros Evo this year because of everything. Or not Evo. Evo doesn't do it. Big House. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sad about that. Yeah, I've tried to play online a couple of times. And even though I'm a I'm a I'm a Zelda main and Zelda's dominate online, I ain't doing it. Just like the moment the lag uh, kicks in, I just like I get I just I have I have no I have nowhere to vent. This was supposed to be my release. Yep, dude, it's lag. I'm telling you, if there's one way to make me mad, it's it's lag. Oh, oh I've been experiencing that recently. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, something lag and the other player thinking they're hot stuff. That's yeah. me. I talk, yeah. I talk a lot of crap. I know. When I, I don't initiate it. I never initiate it. But I will always give it back. But speaking of being mad, you know who might be mad? People who hated The Last of Us. I'm not even giving you guys time to try to guess and answer that. So people who hated The Last of Us might be really mad at this next segment. So Naughty Dog, it 
I originally it was like rumored, but now it's confirmed by Sony and Naughty Dog themselves. They are working on a Last of Us remake for the PS5. Like so, the first one? They're remaking the first one? Well, I'm sure it's starting with the first one. I'm sure they plan on releasing both for the PS5. Why? They just... Uh, because that cow hasn't exactly been milked all the way through. Okay. Oh, I bet another reason they're going to make uh, remake it is because they're going to launch it up when the PlayStation... Or, or when uh, the PlayStation games come to the consoles. Or the PCs. Yeah, or they just love queer baiting their audience. I mean, that's probably it. I, they're they're money hungry. I mean, but yeah. if if I could pl- I just want to play The Last of Us and I don't want to own a PlayStation. I have four Xboxes. I don't want to buy a PlayStation. The, the number of Xboxes you own doesn't give you the right to Because I have Xboxes, but it's not on Xbox. I don't want to buy a PlayStation and play the game. That's not how this works. It That's is. not how any of this works. It is supposed to work. Let it work, um, James. Let it work. You know what <laughs> does work for you, though? What? Our main man, Hideo Kojima, is apparently... <laughs> I... I'm going to ignore you said that for a sec. Hideo Kojima is closing on a deal right now to make an Xbox-exclusive game. Nobody knows what type of game it is. Nobody knows. Everyone's hoping it's a horror game. But Hideo Kojima is going to be making an Xbox exclusive game. Which could be great news because Jordan, oh my goodness. Okay, so he does the Metal Gear Solid series and Silent Hill. Those are the two big titles you'll know. Okay, okay, thank you. (laughs) I was totally just like, yep, I'm going to find this. He's done a ton of stuff, but you would know Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill. Okay. I didn't actually know that he did Silent Hill. Only thing I know about Silent Hill is Konami. That's all I know. Well, he worked for Konami. Okay. Boom. All I need to know. Konami didn't work for him. He he is actually the reason... Was it... I believe it was Hideo Kojima. He's the one who made the Konami code for Contra 2. Or was it the first Contra? One of the Contras, the one where it actually worked to give you a little bit of life. It was the original Contra. Yeah, it was the original Contra. He's the one who developed that. And then he's also the one who's like, hey, what if we put it in every game in some way, shape, or form as some sort of Easter egg? Okay. Yeah. Contra, by the way, underrated series, I think. Great game. Underrated series, Home Sweet Home. Missed that game so much. Home Sweet Home. I actually, um, I've seen people play the Home Sweet Home Survive, which Mm -hmm. is just Dead by Daylight, but different. Looks, it looks all right. It does. Um, you know what else is well not underrated, but you know what's overrated? You. Well, because of that jab, I'm glad I made the segue. Call of Duty. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for jabbing me. Anyway, so there is. We talked about leakers a thousand times on this series on this show many times before. Well, a new prominent leaker who actually has a reputation of not being wrong, which when you're a leaker, you want that reputation. Yeah. He says that he has found some source code for the next Call of Duty game coming out at the end of 2021. And he said that it is a disaster in the making. So I'm opening it up right now. I think he details what kind of game it's going to be. 
the next game is it's from Sledgehammer Games. Sledgehammer did Advanced Warfare, I believe. And some other ones. Um, but he also stated that there was rumors that a World War II themed map would be coming for Warzone. But that's not coming out. And okay. there's supposedly supposed uh, supposed to be a 1980s themed Warzone map. That's not coming out. Why don't they do a World War One themed map? So we all just it's not back coming out. It's the, the land's like that big, and there's one horse people fight over. <laughs> Mine. All everyone misses their shot. They just all die from like malaria or measles or something. <laughs> um, but. So he says that the next year, his, his okay, his exact quote is this: "Although Call of Duty continues to dominate the shooter space, in my opinion, I think that Call of Duty is going to face a rough year, and I'm finding to see how a standard World War II shooter can do well this year." So he leaked that this this next Call of Duty is going to be a World War II based game, and that it looks awful. So says him, who looked at the source code. I can't look at source code and see good things. Maybe he can map it out. I'm not sure. But he says it looks bad. Okay. Um, I would like to intervene. I love how this guy's like, I looked and this is what's coming. It's not hard well, to predict with Call of Duty. Well, well, you know how... Here's the thing, though. You know what also adds to his credibility? When he revealed these insights on Twitter, mm -hmm. his account immediately got suspended. Okay. So, so obviously he was saying something that probably Activision didn't like. Okay. I mean, when it's when it's all said and done, I mean, good good job at least, but it's once again it's not hard to predict Call of Duty. <laughs> like they're they're so predictable and they do some they've already leaked out in just the game alone on what when war when what is it, Warzone. When Warzone was out they leaked so much stuff for Cold War before it was ever announced. They already leaked so much stuff. In the map, there were so many Easter eggs. There was so much everything. They they were giving it to everyone, kind of giving them hints. This is the next Call of Duty game. And even when the game came out, people were like, Oh my god, there's all these Easter eggs in Warzone of the new Call of Duty. It's like, yes, they were out for a long time. <laughs> Just no one's seen it. One thing I'll say to Activision's credit in this case, if somebody comes out and says... I've seen the source code and the game is going to be a disaster. That alone can cause enough uh, PR damage to the, you know, the, the average person on Twitter, the rumor mill spreads. So even if he didn't actually have the evidence or anything like that, I think that enough, that's enough grounds for Activision to swoop in and shut it down. No, that, that is, that is uh, fair. Um, they would have to do some serious damage control there. And from the looks of it, they, they don't, they're still trying to kayfabe everyone by, not put by not they didn't put out a statement saying oh th that that's wrong they just got rid of his twitter so they're just kind of seeing they're like hey you didn't see anything i didn't see anything wink wink kind of thing so we'll see um although that brings up a point i wanted to make hmm. in this day and age world war ii theme shooters have been done so much and the last time Call of Duty tried it was just a couple years ago, and it did not work. No. 
why do you think they keep going back to the well? If if this leak is true. If it's if it's true, I can see them trying to cuz look at Battlefield. And I think that's what they're coming back to is Battlefield did a great job and they kept trying to do the same thing. And then Battlefield just all of a sudden did an amazing job. And I'm thinking now Call of Duty knows how the fan base wants the stuff cuz they've released um Modern Warfare. They redid it and people love it. People love Modern Warfare. And it had that Battlefield kind of feel to it. So they went, okay, let's release Cold War. So if it is true, I think the reason they're kind of going back to it is they want to they want to master it. I mean, they are known for being one of the n most number one, like, shooter games that are, you know... I, I don't know, it helps draw the experience in. Um, especially in multiplayer. I, I don't know about the story mode, but I know, like, the multiplayer people are like, I love this, all this. But... They're, they do a good job at it. Maybe they're just they're not satisfied with the failure. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of fair points to make here. One of them, I would say, go look up this video where they he compares, like, the Omaha Beach mission from a, a, an OG Medal of Honor versus a, the more and more recent iterations of it. I think one of the more recent Call of Duties where they did the World War II. Mm -hmm. The difference in it is is astounding um because like in the, in the og one like they didn't have the vibe or they didn't have the the feel of the situation like he gets off the boat and there's a medic there that says oh hey you should patch yourself up before you keep going up the rest of the beach where the germans are shooting at us i embellish some of that so but now the 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 the, the gravity of what happened that day was conveyed much more effectively mm -hmm. in the more recent ones. So, yeah, it's it, it's an important, it's a pretty pivotal part of our of our history, and it is worth um, redoing once in a while just to retell that story, keep it from being um, uh, forgotten. Um, but the main point that I want to make to your question is why World War II? If you look at it as, I, I say playground because we are talking about games here. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the rules of it, it may if it lines up very well with with gate with good quality gameplay. You have weapons that are functional, but they're not like so advanced that somebody can like shoot a bullet and the bullet goes around a corner and kill somebody. Um, you ha there's a lot of limitations to like how effective the soldiers can be. They don't have rocket boots. They don't got anything like advanced or fancy like that. Mm -hmm. You have uh, you have a very clear black and white um factions right you got the allies and then you got the axes and even you know people today from those countries would say yeah the they were totally the bad guys mm -hmm. so you all you know with a lot of storytelling these days one of the popular things to do now is to put characters into the gray area uh, even like the most recent star wars i you know there's i'm touch and go with them um, I actually love The Last Jedi, um, which is controversial to say, but I actually genuinely find that think that movie is 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 great. But the uh, the whole light side dark side thing is a bit muddled now. Both Ben and Ray, they're both tempted by the other side, and it's an interesting story, and I, and I don't want to denigrate it. But you also want to still have clear good guys and clear bad guys, and World War II delivers on that front. So it will always be. A, uh, a a toy box to go back to because the 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 toys of that particular era make for good quality gameplay. Alright, that's fair. Yeah, I I All just right. personally think that they're just they're trying to, and also real fast World War Two. I mean, in all in both times they tried to do this, they never 
they never ran out of room. Like, there was so much that happened in World War II. I think they're also trying to milk it. I think they're trying to milk the little bit they can get off. Activision self. If, if you're a big company, you're, you're money hungry in some sort of way. I think they're also trying to just get the last little bit of milk they can get of that cow before they bring it around back. See, that's the thing. You say that, but going back to the World War II world doesn't... That doesn't... And then so that's, seen... See, that's, that's the only no. part I'm like, maybe they're just trying to better them. Well, maybe they, like, I, they know if... what they can do to make it better. If you if you would humor me for a minute, okay. If you look back at not the Modern Warfare that just came out, but like when they remade the Modern Warfare that you know there was a pre-order it bonus if you bought the one game they had. Okay. If they okay. Remade... In the interest of jabs, you left yourself vulnerable. He said, "If you can humor me for a minute, um, uh, in another version, I'd be like, I think he's been hearing me for a lot more than a minute." <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, but if you look at when they remade Modern Warfare, people were so excited. They're like, oh my goodness, maybe they'll remake Modern Warfare 2. Maybe they'll remake... They People want these remakes because Modern Warfare did so good. Don't go back to the well and try to invent a new game off of a game you've already made. Simply remake the games you've already had. People will buy them. People have proven they'll buy yeah. them. People have proven that they want them. That's that's the well I'd go back to. Oh, yeah, it's, I, it's been like it's, 10 years now since Bioshock Infinite came out. I still want to play the game that they promised me. Like, how much longer is it going to take before they, 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 they just take the assets that they already had and just put it together? See what I mean, though? And I don't even know Charles right now. I just want my freaking Bioshock Infinite. I've waited 10 freaking years for this thing. I want it! <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, oh, it's Sledgehammer's turn to come out with the game. Oh, remake whatever game they made. I think they did Ghost. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Um, Infinite, it's Infinity Ward's turn. Oh, remake Modern Warfare 2 this series. Oh, now it's Treyarch's turn. Because they do the cycle where each developer gets a year to make, or gets a, their year to release a game. Oh, it's uh, Infinity Ward's turn. Remake either World at War or Black Ops 1. And then the next year, it's Infinity Ward's turn. Oh, okay, we already did Modern Warfare. Let's do Modern Warfare 2. And then it's uh, Infinity Ward's, or Treyarch's, okay, now we're on Black Ops 2 or Black Ops 1 if we did World War before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they have enough games to remake that were great that could last them all the way for the next couple years. And that would give these studios actual time to develop new stories, new games. Because these studios are big. Infinity Ward and Treyarch both. Those are the two main developers that Activision goes back on for Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. They have plenty of time because all they have to do is just... Re they, they do have to remake some assets and update it for the next gen. I'm not saying that's going to be easy, but after they pump out the first one or two, the rest of it's just basically copy-paste, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that would give them... They could split the two teams. One guy's work on the remakes and one guy's develop for the next five years or three years, whatever. Develop a new game, new story, new everything. And I feel like the Call of Duty... I, I think I just single-handedly revived the Call of Duty franchise. <laughs> Like, I know it sounds stupid to say, but if they did, think about how simple that would be and how great that would be is at the same time. Yeah. I mean, when it, when it's all said and done, I mean, I think that would be able to work. I mean, just think about it alone. They, people want to see Black Ops 1. They want to sit there and see, it looks like you just ate something sour. Um, no, my London fog's gone and now I'm sad. Dude, I'm, I'm mm, I want some so bad. Um, but yeah, so like people want black ops 2 people want black ops 1 they want them and i think 
they might remake them because this year it's Modern Warfare time, and then next year it's no. gonna be a new Black Ops. No, no. Yeah, they. they, just, they no, usually... This year's Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer's the one that throws the wrench in the the wrench in the cog. Oh, they're the yeah. random third. They're the random third developer. Nobody knows what they're gonna do, and it, so according to the slick, they're doing World War Two. Okay, so... which will be interesting. Well, hold on. Were they the ones that did the last World War Two game? See, that's what I was trying to search up, but every, everywhere did, I keep going did, to is going to Activision. I'm like, that's not what I want to know. Who, yeah, who did Call of All Duty right. World War Two? I'll was, see if I can find out on the Wikipedia. The Thank Wakabadaya? You. I hear that's because, a, a legitimate... Because Infinity, Infinity Ward Blizzard. has done all the Modern Warfare series. No. The Blizzard's just... A... And then Treyarch does all the Black Ops series. So that leaves, like, World War Two, and then... I think Advanced Warfare was Infinity Ward as well. Or Infinite Warfare. One of those two. I think it was Infinite Warfare, because I think Infinite Warfare is the one that you had to buy to get the Call of Duty 4 remake. Alright, here we go. Uh, Sledgehammer. 2011, Modern Warfare 3. 2014, Advanced Warfare... 2017, uh, World War II. Okay, yep. 2019, Modern Warfare. 2020, Black Ops Cold War? Yes. Oh, oh I okay, sorry. Uh, uh, assisting. For yeah, the last year, it was assisting with the word, assisting with Treyarch. Well, because uh, 2019, 2020, they were the assist. So they were helping okay. the other developers. Okay. Yeah. So, but 2017 was World War II, and that was them. Well, yeah. So what they're doing? So they took my idea, but instead of remaking a game that that was made a while ago, they're they're like eh, a couple years ago we did all right. Let's do that again. I think it's too soon. I really do. But I mean, once again, maybe they're just trying to make it better because no one played the multi. Did it have a multiplayer? Yeah. It had a multiplayer. Well, yeah. I mean, no one really played it. It had a multiplayer. It had a zombies. It had it had everything. Um. Here's the here's the thing. Maybe. You could be right. Maybe they're using this year. They, maybe they're going to right their wrongs from the last Call of Duty. And you know what? If that's what they do, if they come out and say, hey, you know what? Our bad. Then you know what? I, I think respect should go to them. I think that's... Because it takes courage from an actual big game developer to be like, hey, you know what? We did wrong. We're going to fix it. Yeah, because their of, ratings is not great on the game. <laughs> yeah, so instead of like you see big game developers basically blaming... The player base as to why their mm -hmm. games don't do good like <laughs> and this this is all speculation they might just be like oh we this is a brand new world war ii game i mean it's our own unique story no 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 world war ii that that was our that was our creation we we started yeah. it we we yeah, want to we, we want to make the game we, we made up world war ii world war ii never <laughs> actually happened it's we made that up it's like world war one coming soon <laughs> If it, if it is true, I'll be excited to know why they decided to do it. Um, I think it, I think it'd be interesting if they came out with a World War Three and just I want it. I want it. I want to be able to shoot toilet paper. <laughs> Obviously, making just, a quote of like yeah. last year was World War Three. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I want to see them script World War Three though. Just you know, have you guys it's in the White House then you know. Obviously, we'd be a generic individual, very smart individual, but obviously have you know, it'd be it'd be weird though because if we were to script World War Three, it'd be like the United States versus Russia, China, obviously, and then, but you have two factions of the United States who are mm -hmm. at war with each other. One half's at war with China, while the other half's assisting China, while the other half's at war with Russia. But it'll, it'll be uh, the... it'll be hard to do. It'll be really hard to do, and then you're gonna really burn some bridges. Thing. Yeah. Or towns, depending on. 
Yeah, I mean, depending on what happens, you might burn some towns. Um, yeah. Oi, there's gonna be a huge shortage of tiki torches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wow! I wasn't discriminating with that one, by the way. I just what? everyone's gonna get them. Everyone's gonna get them. Some people are just more experienced with them than others. That's all. <laughs> Man, what is what's our next topic? What's that? What uh, is... Well, our next topic, we have a fun topic to get us away from that. <laughs> um, oh yes, light goodness. the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so next next is, um, so um, you might know her. Her name's Pokimane. Yeah, she's... Pokimane, she's pretty cute. You say that every time I mention her. Yeah. Yes. Except I remember the first time we, we talked about her and I had never seen her face. I'm like, so so guys, is she attractive? And you guys were like, yeah, in like gaming world, she's like really attractive. Yeah, she's just, she's just a good looking person. Like Okay, okay. I now you brought that you brought that up since I'm a big fan of cyberbullying. I now would look up the picture of her without the makeup. No. Okay. <laughs> right. I would not. No. No. <laughs> I I like I like my imaginary uh woman to be the way I picture her, okay? Now, I could get on Twitter and you know start going crazy, but now, you know I'm not I'm not one to shame people for how they look and I'm not saying women need makeup to look beautiful. But if they I think that it's important you know the truth. If, if they're going to flaunt themselves in a certain way, you need to know the truth. Okay, I've, also, I've seen I've seen the picture. This is still okay. Yeah, maybe it's, it's not the maybe it's not without the, makeup. Maybe it's not the one that's viral because there's a viral one that she took that's really funny. Anywho, she's in the news because she was in an, uh, an interview, and now we're gonna play another fun over under game. And since you guys googled it, I you be probably under. already you probably already saw it, but I'm gonna try anyway. Over under. Okay. How many people has she banned this year? This year? Ooh, yes. I actually don't know. Um, this don't year, I'm not. My phone's phones are here. Nothing okay. on the screen. It's going down. Oh, here. Uh, okay. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Uh, so 2021, like so far, or throughout Correct. all of okay. okay. 520. Okay. 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 No, lower <clears throat> or higher. Or you're you're under. Sorry, I forgot the name. Oh, I forgot wait, the rules what am I? Under or higher? <laughs> you're you're under. I forgot. I forgot the rules of my under. own game. You're under. Ooh, I, ooh, I have a new guess. Okay, Joseph, go ahead. 999. So creative. You are also under. Un mm, 11,000. And these don't include bot accounts. Uh, 1,100. You are under. How does she still have views? <laughs> 2360. Under. We're talking uh, six. six wait, 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 wait. Six thousand nine hundred and sixty-nine. No, you are under. I'm saying we're in six digits. Six. A hundred and twelve thousand. No. Under. From just this year. Eighty-eight thousand. Under. Wait, sorry. You said six digits. I'm bad at. <laughs> it's chairs worth more than you. Don't. Okay, uh, a quarter of a million. Under. What the fuck? What? Three hundred and ninety-two thousand. You are over. 
Oh, thank time. God. There's, there's, a, there's a limit. You are over. All right. Oh. So the number. And now, mind you, before I say the number, oh my God. these bans happen because people just go in our chat and say the word like simp or whatever is blacklisted by Nightbot. It isn't that she's manually or her mods aren't manually banning these people. These ones get automatically banned by Twitch or Nightbot for saying words. And mm -hmm. so there's like, if you look on YouTube, there's like, speedrun world records of people going into her just ch chat and getting banned instantly. The number is 350,000 people. And those aren't including bots. So she says in this interview. Oh my god. that That's high. That is a and little now too high. She, she, now the article does say it is possible that some of these accounts could be duplicated, created, duplicate accounts created by previous people who were banned. But okay. it's still an astonishingly high number. That is what they're saying. And that is. Um, we talk about Pokemon. She's one of the more prolific people on Twitch, obviously. Um, more so, especially because she's a female and people treat female gamers like absolute garbage. Yeah, it's great. So, I love so my that's just, community. It's that's just like there's the, the highs are the highest and the lows are the lowest. Exactly. Yeah, you, mean, you got it, the reverence, you got the worship, and then you got the. Yeah. You got the Simpsons, then you got the incels, and there's no in between. Yeah. Which are both banned on Twitch, by the way. So. <laughs> Which is know. weird, because incel literally just means incelibate. And that's like some people, like, not some quite. people that's not insult. Not quite. It means uh, involuntary celibate. Oh, involuntary yeah. celibate. Oh, close. I mean, still, some people might not. I guess that is kind of still an insult, isn't it? Um, but yeah, whatever. I, I don't I don't care about Twitch numbers really. Um, I started streaming. I've decided that it's really not my thing. I'm more of a I want to sit down and edit, make a video. So that's probably what I'll be doing. But Jordan, you are our residential streamer of the podcast between the two of us. Mm -hmm. So that's just have you ever had to well, have you ever had to ban someone from your chat yeah. before? Oh, several times. So, Tell us your favorite one. Oh, my favorite one, uh, a Britney fan. Um, so Ooh, a like like a fan fan like uh, yeah. So Britney had a yeah. fan, and I'm not gonna say his name. Uh, I'm gonna as you should. Yeah, as you should. Uh, and you know what? Nah, nah. He he's banned from everything. So James, <laughs> his name happens to be James. Um. And, so uh, that's why I can't get on her. It, it's funny. It's funny. You can't. You can't get on her stuff. It's so weird. So weird. It's after that podcast, <laughs> you're just gone. <laughs> yeah. um, no, she so, might be on for an episode, and, and then you're great, just gone. You don't, doesn't know gone. what happened. Doesn't know. Who? Whoever now. Um, so uh, a fan. You I'm know. completely lost on like the line between reality and the humor here. <laughs> I'm just lost. I, I did do a podcast with her. I did not get banned from everything. He's talking about yeah. a fan who's also named James. That's um, where his story okay. came from. So we'll okay. just we'll say the name's so John. So you weren't just Josh and me. Okay. Yeah, so we're just Josh. I can't we're believe that's James still... Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to call this guy's John. So John been a big fan <laughs> of Brittany. I'm just saying it so we don't get confused with your name, numb nuts. So... <laughs> <laughs> so his name we're gonna call him johnny little john um he he sat there big fan of britney and um he wanted to watch her content stuff like that well he obviously had a huge crush on her and remind you this, this guy's like 25 26 years old 
and uh, he he's sitting there. He has like a little crush and all that. It's it's all fine. Well, Aww. she she sat there and had to ban him because she he's constantly messaging every platform she's on. She bans him. He hops over on my end, you know. I didn't know who he was. He he was just a guy hopped in, and he's like, "Hey, I just saw Britney content. Great, great, all that." I'm like, "Cool, cool, cool," and. Then he sat there and started wanting to, you know, spam the chat with, you know, just random things. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then it got to the point where he started sitting there, like, message or, like, putting in the chat, like, you know, oh, hey, you know, if it's okay with you, Brittany's going to be at this place on this day. Would it be okay if I kissed her and, you know, told her how that I really felt? I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? And it was in chat. Like, this wasn't a DM. This was in the chat of the stream. And oh it was it, it was around the time you and Chelsea were there. So, I'm just like... I didn't see that at all. That is not okay. No, it's it's not okay. It's like, why... You know, that's something to, like, DM me about. But not just that. We had to actually call the well, police that maybe night. Maybe keep it... Or make it... Keep it to yourself and don't say that out in yeah. public to anyone ever? Keep, keep it... Keep it to yourself. Like, that's not something you let her boyfriend or a lot of people know as fiance, you know, sit there and, you know, know that information, especially, like, don't. So, unfortunately, somehow he knew where she was going to be. So, we actually had to call the cops that night. So, they would know about the situation. Uh, luckily, nothing would have happened. But, yeah, that was probably the creepiest one. But my favorite is this kid who just kept putting boobs in the chat. Nice. Like, he would just keep spelling boobs in the chat. I thought it was funny at first. It was like, ha, ha, ha. And then it started getting annoying. And, no, man, that's awesome. And then I started seeing Facebook on the end going, reported for uh for sexual activity, reported for sexual activity, reported for... I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I even told him, like, kid, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop. And he's like, but fucking boobies, man. I'm like, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> I have to go, no, no, but... I mean, I, you have to ban, like, YouTube, I have 57 people banned. I had to check that last night. And then nice. to, on Facebook, I think I'm only, like, 10. I think I might be 12. But I've been on YouTube a lot numbers. longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those numbers, uh, those numbers are going to go up, baby. They're going to go up. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully they'll go up. All right, well. It's up to me. <laughs> you know what else has to go up this show? So, Joseph, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us some of yourself or where we can find you and where you go sure thing so much of my uh my energy is uh spent on ecom onyx e-c-o-m-o-n-i-c-s it is an e-commerce show that teaches you how to run a business online which is something you might want to consider doing because anybody can get into it and it's well it's just a blast i'm having a blast doing it so there's that uh, I have my own uh, a little presence as well on the net. You can go to giantenemycompany.com. You can see what I've been up to. It's sporadic, but, you know, when I make something, it ain't bad. So there's that. All right. Cool. Go out. Yeah. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at ArchitectCSGO. You can find me on Twitch at ArchitectCSGO. You can find me on YouTube at The Architect. There will be stuff coming soon-ish. You can also find this on Facebook and YouTube in video form at Skullhunter Podcast. You can also find us in the audio realm at Skullhunter Podcast on wherever you get your uh, streaming services from, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get it. it doesn't, it's none of our business. Isn't and, it, though? Uh, 
If you want to find Jordan, I plugged myself. I forgot to plug Jordan. You can find him at Skull Hunter Games on YouTube and Facebook. We do stuff and things over there. Um, he actually put out a horror game earlier today, I believe. And then yeah. he'll be playing CSGO live streaming on YouTube tomorrow. I will probably maybe kind of also be streaming. We'll see where it goes. But with that, we will say thank you for joining us. And we want to thank our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, I'm sure you heard the plug at the beginning, so I'm not going to go through all that, but they are good. They help us with stuff and things as well. They are very friends. So, on that note, see you and goodbye. Bye, everybody! Good night.